Topics that concern your life, your community, and your safety. This is 5-0-Info on Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Here's what you need to know. Thank you for joining us for the Phoenix 5-0 Show. I'm Donna Rossi, the Communications Director for the Phoenix Police Department. And if you missed last week's edition... You will know that Sergeant Jamie Rothschild, who has been the voice of this show for, gosh, the past seven or eight years, has now retired from the Phoenix Police Department. So the Phoenix Police Department's Public Affairs Bureau is going to take over this show. And joining me as my co-host is Ryan Cody. Ryan, good to see you again this week. Uh, We are looking at 2022 now in retrospect, and we're going through some of the numbers And we're talking about uh, all the good things that took place in 2022 regarding the Phoenix Police Department and some of the things that were challenging. Uh, I know that uh, as we compile the numbers uh, that we will put out in a couple of months, um, we're seeing that overall, if, if everything holds out like we think, overall crime is going to be slightly down. Now, people may say, wait a minute, it seems like there's been a lot going on uh, because we probably did have a little bit of a jump and in increase uh, in homicides, which of course is not great, uh, and gun violence. Mm-hmm. And so we know that that's going on. Yeah, violent crime, um, you know, waiting to see the numbers still, but seems at any way like it could potentially be on the rise. What's interesting about a lot of that is, is thankfully we have not in 2022 had a line of duty fatality. Um, remarkably, when you consider the amount of attacks on officers uh, in very violent situations, we were extremely lucky in 2022. Absolutely. We are not standing alone in that as a Phoenix Police Department. Uh, Violent attacks uh, against police officers was increasingly uh, a problem uh, in 2022. Uh, We had uh, at least four incidents that I can think of where they were ambush-style attacks on our officers. What I mean by that is they never saw it coming. We had one officer who was just driving by following a car they wanted to stop. Gunshots rang out. We had another officer who was practically lured into an apartment because they thought they were going to try to help save somebody, opened fire. Uh, And then there were just a couple of other incidents in the same vein. The idea of luring an officer in, too, is is a a premeditated situation that led to arguably one of the scariest things that we had to deal with in 2022. You're talking about that situation in February uh, where we had several, well, we had one officer um, who he's been identified. Now he's come out and told his story. Officer Austin Peru was the first person on scene uh, of a call where somebody was claiming that there was an, um, you know, an armed intruder that had shot someone and he was going into a situation uh, thinking that he needed to provide medical aid uh, in this in this moment, and it was just it, the the video is is hard to watch. Very very difficult to watch, and that was an incident that, as you mentioned, occurred in February. We had four officers actually shot uh, by bullets, six mm-hmm. others injured by shrapnel. Uh, that was a, a scene that took investigators uh, an entire twenty four hours to process. It was a a grueling scene to go through. Uh, we had a large press conference with the uh, city council and mayor, and uh, of course the chief came out. Uh, that was 
that was an incident that uh, will go down as probably the most officers injured uh, in one instance uh, in the Phoenix Police Department history. Yeah. Uh, let's hope that we don't see a repeat of that. Um, we've, we've actually spoken with several of those officers uh, throughout this past year um, that were involved in that situation, uh, including, as you mentioned, Officer Peru, uh, who was shot multiple times. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, it, it was incredible to hear his story. As I arrive on scene, I am contacted immediately by a male that's standing at the door, uh, waving me in, telling me that somebody, basically somebody inside needed help, uh, needed medical aid. And as I'm approaching the house, I started asking questions and I felt like something was off. And then as I'm walking up towards the house, he, one of his hands disappeared and that's when the gun came out and that's when he fired his first shot. And I knew immediately that I was hit. Uh, I didn't know where, but um, I was in, you know, a really close distance uh, to the male and probably eight to 10 feet. And he, uh, and I realized I had to turn and move um, because there's (laughs) nothing else I could do. So then I turned and I started moving and as I'm moving, he's still continuing to shoot at me. And I don't know how many times you shot at me, but um, I was, I knew I was hit multiple times. So obviously that's extremely scary. He thought he was going in to help somebody and that person was actually luring him in just to attack him. And he was not the only one. There were several other officers in a second uh, volley of gunfire that were hit by not only bullets, but shrapnel from those bullets. One of them was Officer Aldo Nunez. And uh, he remarkably was able to to do a press conference just a few days later. And I was amazed by some of the things he was saying. Yeah, they, they really rallied together. And the second volley happened as a group of officers was trying to go up and, and save an infant uh, that had appeared in the doorway. Uh, again, the video uh, was really amazing to watch. And then just to hear the bullets, uh, you know, flying and, and those sounds ringing out was uh, was cr- crazy, actually. Uh, I think uh, Officer Nunez uh, just really felt um, proud to be part, part of that team. I stayed on scene just because once I checked, the scene was a little bit of shrapnel. Uh, I kind of felt like, hey, uh, my brothers and my sisters are shot, and they're in the hospital right now, and I know if they weren't shot, they'd be here doing this job and, and attempting to take him into custody just like if I was shot in the hospital, they would want the same thing for me. Do we want anybody to get hurt? Absolutely not. But it does that kind of come with the job? Yes, yes, it does come with the job. And unfortunately, some of us did get hurt, but we're glad that no, nobody in the community got hurt and nobody really lost their life. He had just been hit with shrapnel. I mean, it's a, I couldn't even imagine what that, what that would feel like um, to know you had just, you know, gotten through something like that. Sadly, uh, somebody did lose their life uh, mm-hmm. in, in that situation. Uh, there was a woman inside uh, who had been shot, uh, not by an intruder, mm-hmm. uh, by by the suspect that that we had to end that threat uh, with. Um, but um, it it's crazy that that there were not more people mortally wounded uh, during that situation. I think sometimes too, the public tends to forget. I know I do, uh, even being on the inside, tend to forget that that kind of a situation not only affects 
the officers that were out there. It has a ripple effect. It affects their families. It affects everybody who is associated with the police department. It affects their squad mates. But it also affects our 911 operators and our call takers because they are really the liaison between what's going on with the caller, what's going on on scene, and all the officers responding. We also had an opportunity to speak with the dispatcher on that call. Yeah, Monica Dominguez is her name, and she was gracious enough to to speak to us as well. Not only so, she takes the initial call, right, and then she is she's giving that info out to the officers so they know what they're walking into. And this is kind of part of that whole luring process that this particular suspect used. He knew that he could speak to someone who was going to provide information to the officer on scene. Uh, she spent out, I mean, four or five hours, I believe this whole thing took where she was on the phone and, um, and she spoke to us and here's kind of what she had to say about the entire situation. It was four and a half hour situation, five hour situation, but it snowballed so fast from the second they got on scene to the second the officer was shot to the next officer and, um, fire got there very quickly. It, it, it was like so slow, but it was, it moved very fast, um, so it was a lot of emotion for sure. It was scary. It was, you know, okay, let's do this. We're a team. We got it. We're good. And then it was scary and it was everything. It was all of the emotions for sure. They call our dispatchers, Ryan, the unsung heroes and the voice in the dark. And uh, I, I absolutely agree with, with all of that. They uh, are remarkable. They work long hours. Uh, they are the ones that you hear on the phone talking people through CPR, talking our officers through really dangerous situations. They are really the partner in a police car, even though there's not a body there, if that makes any sense to you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and they, they're so important in, what, in what's going on. But just talking about this whole thing kind of makes me think about overall, you know, is this happening everywhere? And the answer, unfortunately, from just a little bit of research is yes. Uh, we're seeing this in departments all over the country. It's an alarming trend. Uh, according to FBI data from a website called helpadvisor.com, where they said they compiled FBI data in the year 2020, 30, uh, 12%, I'm sorry, 11.9% of all officers in the United States were physically assaulted on the job in the year 2020. My That's goodness. according to FBI data. That 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 comes to 60,000 officers in the United States reported being assaulted on the job. Just let that sink in. I mean, that that's a lot of people. It's, it certainly is. And I, and I know uh, Chief Williams uh, at the time, retired, now retired, uh, w- was astounded at our own statistics, mm-hmm. uh, at, at how much – the assaults on our officers had increased over the past few years. I believe it was um, 31% increase uh, attacks on our officers from uh, 2017 to 2021. That's a huge increase. Mm-hmm. And and they're just trying to be out there uh, keeping the public safe. Yeah, it's an alarming statistic. And the idea of how to fix that is probably, you know, a subject for another day. It's a, It's a little bit longer of a discussion. Here, but this is certainly an alarming trend. And once we dig through the numbers in, you know, 2022, as we enter into 2023, we're hoping this obviously gets better. But then the question is, how do we fix it? Absolutely. 
when I think back to the ambush style uh, incidents we've had, uh, the incident from February, of course, sticks out. And and then you also see the videos that we've released from our critical incident briefings of uh, an officer trying to make contact with somebody walking up to a car and they pull out a gun point blank and open fire on her. Uh, devastating, uh, thankfully uh, still recovering, uh, but, you know, live to tell about it. Uh, it's 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 scary. There's no other way to say it. It's scary. And yet these officers, uh, they recover. And if their injuries aren't too severe, they go back out and they do the job. It's it's that it's what they're made of. It's what Phoenix PD is made of. There are a few professions like it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I want to remind folks that uh, we're going to be here uh, every week uh, to give you the 5-0 show. And uh, if you want to uh, hear about a topic or have any kind of burning questions, you are welcome to email me at donna.rossi at phoenix.gov. And let me know what you want to hear about. We can pull statistics. We can uh, talk about any topic you want. Uh, it's kind of an open forum. Uh, so we would love to hear from you. Um, and uh, please uh, remind everybody uh, that we do have a silent witness number that you can call. If you have any information on any kind of a crime or any kind of a tip that you want us to know about, you can remain completely anonymous uh, and also get up to $1,000, sometimes more in some cases. Uh, if you go to silentwitness.org or you can call 480-WITNESS. Uh, and um, any tips you have on any kind of crime or anything that uh, you see uh, that you don't um, think is right and you want us to look into, uh, p- please feel free to use um, that uh, number or that uh, email. Uh, Ryan, um, always good to talk with you about um, issues uh, going on inside the Phoenix Police Department, and um, I hope we'll hear from our community uh, to talk about other other topics. Likewise, Donna. Have a great day. Thanks. You've been listening to 5-0 Info on Arizona's news station, KTAR News 92.3 FM. For more about Silent Witness, go to silentwitness.org. That's silentwitness.org. Or call 480-WITNESS. That's 480-948-6377.